rain is finally here. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. It's getting colder, but more so California cold. There's a difference between our cold and the rest of the world, the rest of the country. It's also a time to just stay in, watch a really good film, watch a documentary. I love documentaries. And um, there's a really great documentary that I want to talk about because six years ago, we lost Carrie Fisher. And then a few days later, we lost her mother, Debbie Reynolds. No, it's just that you're different. Every child is different. So. I don't buy this. You never bought anything that I've said. So what does he get in the will of the If we lived together, we would argue. Yes. It's possible. Just in time, I found you just in time. Very heavy beaded dress. It is quite beautiful. It's beautiful, but it weighs more than she does. It does weigh, it does weigh about 50 pounds, but it's so beautiful. Worth it. No, that's that's Elizabeth's. This one, I bought that at Elizabeth's Savings auction. I bought it. This is one during her Momo phase. Yeah, well, it's pretty, really. Bright lights, Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds, released in 2017, five years ago. Both of them died within days of each other. It was disturbing, but at the same time, some would say Debbie Reynolds died of a broken heart because she had lost her daughter whom she loved so much and then Carrie Fisher come on Princess Leia I mean <laughs> they were they were a fascinating a fascinating pair let's go into the trailer though because I'm not going to play the whole farm Mother and I live next door to each other. Mommy, mommy, I'm home. You cannot keep that phone. That's from when they first invented cell phones. Works fine. It's ridiculous. Just dandy. I have to go and start rehearsals for Star Wars 72. I'm concerned because my mother is not feeling well this for the show i forgot i had it that's what's good about losing your memory is there's so many surprises it's like the old days in a way but i'm like the old days so <laughs> my family in particular could overwhelm most people it wasn't just my mother that was super famous my dad was a world-class singer they were the couple of america what a heck of a marketing tool my mother she'll forget she's not 35 Age is horrible for all of us, but she falls from a greater height. Manic depressive is a disease. That was not diagnosed then. 
So nobody kind of knew what was going on with Gary. I went too fast. I was too much. I couldn't handle it. That's it. That's all. Okay, look. Turn around this way because you're rear witness to the camera. I'm my mom's best friend. I share everything with my dog. That's right. Especially the chick. Far more than I ever would want to. I know what my mother feels and wants. Yeah, just do what your mother says. It makes life easier. As if. There's a lot of it. So it premiered on HBO in January of 2017, um, a month after both Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds died. Of, of recent, Carrie Fisher received uh, her star on the Walk of Fame. It was bittersweet. If you look at it in terms of, you know, and there's all this talk about nepotism and in the industry and in film and in music, nepotism, when you are a famous child who comes from famous parents. And that, in Carrie and Todd Fisher's case, that was the case right there. It was Eddie Fisher was their father and Debbie Reynolds was their mother. And, and you know, you could also say the same about Jamie Lee Curtis and her mother, Janet Lee, the second generation star. And both Jamie Lee and Carrie were able to navigate that. But it, it was a tough thing. I mean, you look at Debbie Reynolds was known for Singing in the Rain, that song Tammy, the unsinkable Molly Brown, and how she conducted herself during the whole Elizabeth Taylor, Eddie Fisher affair and the divorce. And then you have Carrie Fisher who is known for Star Wars, Princess Leia, Postcards from the Edge, which she wrote, um, The Blues Brothers, When Harry Met Sally. The fact that she had, you know, she was publicly uh, in different relationships. She was married to Paul Simon for a little while. And so these women, very strong women, you know, if you look at, the different generations. I mean, Debbie Reynolds was born in 1932. Carrie Fisher was born in 1956. So it really is. It, it's a it's a different thing. Here they are singing together. And Carrie Fisher, like her mother and her father, she had the gift. She had the talent. Um, but Bright Lights, 
Bright Lights was was hilarious. It was hilarious. It was bittersweet that these two women, you know, didn't live to uh, see it air on television. And um, that's, that's a sad thing. Um, it's the holidays. We're almost out of the holidays. We're almost diving into a new year. <laughs> oh my goodness. And, and it's been an interesting year. You know, it's, it's had its moments. But um, five years ago, five years ago, this, this really unfortunately was the talk of the town. How Harry Fisher in 2000, 2016, a lot of well-known people died. A lot of well-known people. I have found some things work. Not enough. There's never enough Listerine. I'm just going to go fill it. Remember, we had a relative that drank Listerine. She was an alcoholic. And 18 bottles of vanilla. Okay. That's it. That's all. Okay, look. Turn around this way because your rear end is to the camera. Oh, my God. I don't like not knowing what's happening. I worry a little. Well, I worry sweet. what the show costs you. That's all. I know you like to do it. I have caught up with a few people in age. Whoa. But they're in bed and you're doing a show. Like George Burns says, I'm going to stay on stage until I drop dead. And then I'm going to have myself stuffed like trigger. And then I'll put me in a museum. That's nice. Well, like that? we could just leave this house. I totally understand why she's doing it. And it makes me nervous she'll forget she's not 35 you know it doesn't make sense to her that her body isn't cooperating and she just thinks if she ignores it it'll go away everything in me demands that my mother be as she, she always was even if that way is irritating <laughs> she just can't change that's the rule and she's fucking with me. Age is, uh, it's horrible for all of us, but she falls from a greater height. <laughs> we gotta pull away from that. And so, yeah. <sighs> the candor and the honesty of Carrie Fisher and her mother, Debbie Reynolds. But there's a difference, as I said before, with the generations. With Carrie Fisher of her generation, there were certain things you didn't talk about. And with Debbie Reynolds, actually, I'm sorry. I'm so tired. With Car uh, Debbie Reynolds, there were certain things you didn't talk about. With Carrie Fisher, she's very open. Mark, over the years, you sort of run into one another in the cafeterias. Harrison, Mark, over the years, you sort of run into one another in the cafeteria, the uh, celebrity cafeteria. And they, you know, we all just look more melted. Did you always want to be an actress? No, I wasn't running around saying I want to be an actress. Well, you know, I think you got exactly the same eyes as your mother. And your chin's a little bit like hers, too. No, I only did shampoo because I was hanging around a set and they, you know, I mean, almost. I was okay. a type. That was when Debbie wanted me to use the word screw instead of fuck. And Warren had to come over and convince her. 
Can't we just uh, be friends? You wanna fuck? And Star Wars came out when I was 20. I met Paul the next year, and boom. Suddenly, I'm with the people that are the best at what they do, the best actors and the best directors. And that was fun and scary to be around that. It was all a, a surprise. It, it all happened very fast and very soon. Hey, fuckface. Where are you? I'm song that I've been able to learn. <laughs> that is what we sing now. Oh my god. <laughs> that is filthy. Look at that his dick that's keeping the time. And they, can you second hand dick. They call me second hand dick. dick. So Fuck. beautiful. Isn't it great? But I can really keep it? You can really keep it. You know, uh, I was thinking it's very funny that we're running into each other in London too. Because so many things happened to, to us here in London. I remember you had a boyfriend and you were a virgin. And you didn't want him to know you were a virgin. So I helped you out as a friend. He relieved me of the, the burden. burden of my, um, what is that called? Virginity. No, 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 but there's Just hymen. Oh, the hymen. I took the pressure off your hymen. My hymen was a burden to me. But that's what a real friend does. That really is. He, but it was funny, you know, you, they always say sex, sex can ruin a friendship. Huh. That's Griffin Dunn, the actor, um, who was good friends with Carrie Fisher. <laughs> you know, to, to, and then here's Carrie talking to Eddie. <laughs> I wanted to be your best girl, and that's a, a tough competition. Yeah, well, you know, if your competition to be best girl with you is like is Elizabeth Taylor, I don't think I'm gonna do well with that one. But I think I'm funnier than Elizabeth Taylor. Anyway, that's always been a goal. Oh, really? <laughs> you love me. And that's, I believe, a final meeting with her father, Eddie, who doesn't look great. And then, of course, we can't forget the amazing Debbie Reynolds. Just one of those fabulous. It wasn't my day. Debbie, while you're here, can you just tell us about the shoes you've got? This is Judy Garner's shoe. 
Well, I was, of course. They look small, don't they? They would fit me. She wore five and a half. I'll get that for you. Sorry. Okay. I think we should end it at the end of this. Okay, yeah. Because I think everything's going wrong. Okay. And this is... We're off to see the wizard. The wonderful wizard of our... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Chaplain. Come on. Come on. Thanks, Debbie. Come on. I know Dwight does. Dwight always wants to go to Vegas. And they get very excited. Come on, it's hard to take both of them. Come on, Dwight. We are going to do Vegas with my mother. I didn't know it until my daughter told me. It's absurd. If you're going to retire, you retire. She retires and books an engagement in Vegas and then says, come help me. I don't believe that that's the last one. This is all against doctor's orders now, as if any orders apply to Debbie. But and so okay. if there's just like anything, it's not embarrassing. We'll make an area for her. Got it. We'll, we'll we can make this work. Like, yeah, it's okay, Karen. We can make this work. We've done it before. You're going to set aside like a little area for her, a little hallway so she can do it. are intimate moments in the documentary um but yeah in in happier times this was a mother and a daughter relationship that um was so strong that debbie felt she couldn't live anymore and so she died right after carrie it's my day to be quiet and Alone is good. I have to go to my meeting now, but I just wanted to say hello. I love you. I love you. Oh, 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 oh. Hi. Uh, where are you going? I'm coming up. I'm coming up. Well, look, our shoes are the same. Uh, I don't the know what to uh, go. Uh, one of these days you will see. I don't know I'll be around. I am think my I'm my mom's best friend. More than a daughter. My mother really wants me to be an extension of her wishes, an extension of her. Okay, great.
And to a great degree, far more sometimes than I ever would want to, I know what my mother feels and wants. And there's a lot of it. I share everything with my daughter. That's right. Especially the check. All right. Especially I'll the what? The check? She pays for everything. Oh, that's right. It's not true. She gets furious when I bring up money. That means I'm in a rage. Like breathing out. My mother's always liked the idea of living in the compound. It's actually turned out pretty good. She's been there a very long time, and they have obviously survived uh, the decades of being there together. Remember my 17th birthday party when you lifted your skirt up in front of all those I people, did not lift And you weren't wearing any underwear. Carrie wrote the movie Postcards from the Edge about her relationship with my mother. And in the movie, they end up having an argument through two characters, Shirley MacLaine and Meryl Streep. I'm going to kill myself. Don't say that. Even in jest, Suzanne. I was very unhappy back then. I was just a mess. And some of the things that are in the movie happened. Can you idea what she's taking? Pills, sir. Demerol, Percodan, and cocaine. Oh, your vitals. Carrie, at this point, was famously into drugs. Suzanne! And my mother was not real happy about it. There was anger, true anger there. I never said you were a monster. Don't say it, but you feel it. Somehow you lay the entire blame for your drug taking on me. I do not. I do not, mother. I took the drugs. Nobody made me. Carrie and I started getting high together when we were about, I was uh, 15. We used to smoke weed together and we had a lot of fun. And then, you know, she moved on to other things. And I didn't. When I would stop, she would keep going. I knew something was the matter with me. I went too fast, I was too much. And I was embarrassed of it. The drugs I liked were painkillers. They calmed me down. I, I just couldn't, I did, couldn't handle it. I didn't know what it was. Man. And that's after, I think, the divorce. She had this. Blinkin'. Somehow my mother is unsinkable. That unsinkable Molly Brown stuff is her. No place. But there'll come a time, cause nothing, no, nobody wants me down. My guy wants me up. The idea that my mother is now older and she's more frail, and I'm trying to see what that feels like, but I still don't feel it because she's still who she is inside. She went to school at MGM where they trained you how to behave. And so it's in her consciousness to be at her best at all times. Howdy, everybody. Welcome. Glad to see you here at last. And she's a fan before she was ever a star. 
When she went to MGM, she was enamored like anybody would be. My God, there's Clark Gable. And she, I have pictures of her with Gary Cooper. You can see she's got stars in her eyes. Who wouldn't? And she's still a fan to this day. Let me just say that Debbie Reynolds is a self-proclaimed movie-aholic and has an enormous Hollywood memorabilia collection. Altogether, the costumes and props are worth millions of dollars. So this is sort of your nest egg. Yes, this is, I put all the money I could save after all my husband's and uh, I, I bought costumes. This is Marilyn Monroe subway dress. Wow. My mother's passion for collecting started when they were auctioning off the back lots of uh, MGM and all the contents. Well, the idea that this stuff was going to be scattered to the four corners of the earth was unconscionable to her. So she took it upon herself to say, I'm going to save it. This is Liz Taylor's stool, makeup stool from Cleopatra. This chandelier back here is called a Girando. It's, it's from Marie Antoinette and Camille. In the end, she was successful in amassing the world's largest collection of Hollywood memorabilia. And so she wanted to build a museum. This is from Molly Brown. That's right. People are always amazed when they come to Hollywood. There's no museum of film history. I've tried. I, it's just that no one seems to be interested that's in the business. The, the public, the fans are interested. I'm interested. We, we have for decades struggled to build this museum. It was impossible to believe that this wasn't going to happen. But we couldn't find a partner who shared her vision. Deal after deal fell through. Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, that's Judy Garland's. Chokes me up now. You know, here we are, you know, you know, we'll talk about this another 10 years, I'll, I'll get choked up. Nobody wants to see their mother's heart broken. And we saw it. When we had the first two auctions, it was very traumatic for my mother. We sold the Marilyn Monroe subway dress from the seven-year itch for $6.2 million. The truth is the collection was sinking her financially. We had debt because we had borrowed money to get a lot of this stuff. And we don't have a museum. We were done. That's Bright Lights, Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. Available on HBO, available on DVD. It's a weird thing to witness these characters, these icons that you've watched all of your life. Debbie Reynolds in The Unsinkable Molly Brown. Carrie Fisher, of course, in Star Wars. Carrie Fisher will be forever known for Star Wars. Yes, Harry Met Sally. Yes, Postcards from the Edge. But Star Wars? Think about that. That's where you could say she has matched her mother because Debbie Reynolds will always be known for singing in the rain. My grandmother's generation knew that. My mother's generation knew that. And I know that. That Debbie Reynolds will forever be known for singing Good Morning to Gene Kelly and dancing with Gene Kelly. And of course, the unsinkable Molly Brown and singing that song Tammy which she had a hit and of course unfortunately that divorce with um, Eddie Fisher because what happened he well fell for Elizabeth Taylor but that's not what we're going to talk about we've talked about this documentary about a mother and a daughter who were so close 
so inseparable that they died within a day of each other. Carrie Fisher died on December 27th, 2016. And Debbie Reynolds died on December 28th, 2016. And so it's it's sad. It's sad. But at the same time, everyone is kind of... They feel it, that they're together. That, you know, because you, you can't... You can't... You can't um, break that bond that Carrie and Debbie had. So that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, um, wherever they are. It's uh, Unpleasant Dreams.